Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Gut Wisdom is sponsored by the Gelb Center. Don't lose another night's sleep. Visit the sleep and wellness experts at gelbcenter.com. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman. So if you find it challenging to be your absolute best, your absolute best physical, mental, and emotional self, I know I certainly do. I don't know about you, J.G. Not me. I'm in great health. Uh, Yes, you are. I eat a lot of donuts. I can tell. Maybe you don't have it all together when it comes to relationships, when it comes to sleeping well, when it comes to eating well. I certainly don't. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. And tonight we're going to help all of you learn how to live your absolute best healthy self. Yes, Dee, and tonight we're recording live from WCBS, the Adorama Theater. We're live. I don't hear anybody live. There we go. We have our expert panels, which are beyond extraordinary. We have Dr. Michael Gelb. We have... Yes, I see. Dr. Michael Gelb, we have Martha McKittrick, and who else do we have? Deborah Roberts, the author of The Relationship Protocol, because at the end of the day, if you don't have a healthy relationship, you can snore, nobody will care. (laughs) And we're going to share tonight wisdoms. Tips, tricks, tools, and resources. Love it. Love it. On, what do you always say? Your health is? Your health is your wealth. Right. So here's what's coming up in the next hour. First, we'll chat about symptoms because we all have symptoms that maybe indicate something else that we mm. blame on something else. Sound familiar? Then we'll get into some disorders. And let me tell you, you're listening to Gut Wisdom, so stay tuned. We're coming back with our experts only on WCBS News Radio 880. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station, WCBS. News Radio 880. Hey everyone, tonight we're talking about health and wellness in America. It's something that is so concerning to all. And did you know that we have one of the most obese populations in the world? Yes. Did you know that? Have you been to Disney? Oh, good point. Very, very good point. Relationships are becoming more difficult to sustain, and sleep is probably looked at as a commodity nowadays. I would agree. Do you get enough sleep? Definitely not. Me either. So I'm John Gassman, a.k.a. J.G. I am the co-host of the show here tonight with Deirdre Koppelman. Hey, J.G. Hey there. And our live audience. And our live audience. Yeah! Coming to you live from the Adorama Theater. Wow, this is, this is a good... This, okay, so we sound like a healthy bunch. We sound. We are. We the truth. So overall, health and wellness issues are very alarming. There's no question about it. And what's interesting is that very often... We have symptoms that we don't necessarily pay attention to, symptoms that we ignore and maybe even blame on other things. I feel this way because I work too hard. I feel this way because my partner is rude. I feel this way because I drink too much coffee. We blame things. There are symptoms that we just don't know really what, what they really may be the root cause of. So joining us tonight... We have Dr. Michael Gelb, renowned sleep expert. Mm-hmm. Hands up. Greetings. Greetings, yes. Nationally 
over on that see we're sitting. You, all right, nationally recognized nutrition expert Martha McKittrick. Nice to be here. Welcome, Martha, and relationship health expert Deborah Roberts. Nice to Welcome, be here. panelists. So, yeah, JG, so let's get the show on the road tonight. Do and, it. Uh, let's talk about. I have a. I have a question. We've been noodling this for days, and so I'm going to ask the entire panel sitting here with us tonight. What are some of the overlooked symptoms in your specific area of expertise that the listeners for WCBS should know about that would indicate that they have a problem? That maybe they don't even know that they have. Mm. So let's start with Dr. Michael Gelbauer, sleep expert. MG. So yeah. what are these? Tire- you mentioned fatigue. So fatigue is an obvious one. Next one would be, let's say, irritability, moodiness, anxiety. Why would you ever think that that came from your sleep? But it's a very common, common, very common symptom. Finding. So, so yes. what is it specifically about our sleep that could indicate we're having a problem? Is it the amount of sleep we get or not? That's how about the, the common. Type? No, that's the misconception. It's not how many hours of sleep, although it's important to get at least, let's say, seven or eight. It's the quality of the sleep. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. much oxygen are you getting? So how do I know how much oxygen? How do our listeners know? You really need to take home a, a home sleep test. Mm-hmm. That's really the best way, or an oximeter. You can measure how, many, how much oxygen you get every second of the night. You can measure how, many, how much time you spend in deep sleep. Yeah. You've heard of REM sleep, rapid yes. eye movement. How sure. much time you spend in REM sleep, how much time you spend in deep stage three sleep. So we can measure these things physiologically, and we can come up, because you can't rely on the spouse. You can't rely on the bed partner. I ask a man, do you snore? Men are in denial. I don't (laughs) snore. My wife snores. And women speak in code, so you can't trust the women either. So you don't really know by asking the patients what the problem is. Yeah, interesting. So you have to kind of sift through it, and you have to kind of hear what they're saying and come up with a diagnosis. So if I wake up and I feel like I've had a good night's sleep, but I am... Still tired. That's a sign. That's a symptom of something. That's a big symptom. That that you're not getting refreshing sleep. Refreshing Mm. sleep. So maybe that's a good way to say it. It's non-refreshing sleep. Mm. Sleep should be refreshing. Mm -hmm. Remember as a kid, you'd wake up, you're ready to go, wake up. All energized. Energized at 6 o'clock or 6.30 or you're ready to go. We don't, that rarely happens today. So listeners, as Dr. Michael Gelb is talking about the quality of our sleep, if you are not waking up refreshed, that could be a symptom of something bigger that we don't know we have. Correct. That's an obvious one. That's an obvious one. Is there a less obvious one? Hmm. Concentration, memory, where are the keys? Mm. I'm I'm not remembering things. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, I'm pointing at JG. I don't remember everyone's face. You don't, there's a lot of things you don't. remember everybody's name. Yeah. And I don't remember way, where I put the file. <laughs> it happens in your 30s. It can happen in your 30s, your 40s. It doesn't just happen. You don't just get dementia. Sure. You don't just wake up one night, you have a heart attack. You've been getting that heart disease for the last 35 or 40 years. Mm-hmm. You've been getting this memory issue you had in your 30s, more in your 40s. It's preventable. Most of these things we're thinking are preventable. Yeah. And that's okay. where the diet so, comes in and other well, things. Well, like now we're, we're going to skip over to Martha. Thank you, Michael. Martha, our nutritionist. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You're live in the Adorama Theater. I'm very, very alert. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good night's sleep. Did you have a good night's sleep? <laughs> um, so from a nutritionist 
point of view. What are some symptoms that we may have that we don't know part of a bigger problem? Well, going back to feeling fatigued, this is probably the number one complaint that my patients have. And assuming they do get a good night's sleep, you know, what else could it be? They could have a thyroid problem. Mm. Um, You know, not everybody gets their thyroid checked, so that's something they definitely should get checked out. Mm -hmm. Um, They could have anemia, which could be another cause of fatigue. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we're not talking about fatigue, we we could talk about weight. You know, the majority of our culture is overweight. 70% of, of Americans are overweight or obese, and, um, you know, probably because we're eating too much, but it could also be a thyroid problem as well. So I would definitely recommend if you really think you're being careful with what you eat and your exercise that you get your thyroid checked. Mm-hmm. What about diabetes? Are there symptoms or that we wouldn't know are necessarily indicative that, hmm, that if you don't sort that. of get your nutrition in check, you're, you're very close to having a problem. Any symptoms that we should be aware of? Yeah, I mean, if you have excessive thirst... Um, or excessive hunger, Mm -hmm. that could be a sign that you have diabetes. Or if you feel tired, that could be another sign of diabetes. But at that point, your sugar is probably pretty high to actually have excessive thirst or hunger. Or if you've had rapid, unexplained weight loss, uh, that could be a sign that you have diabetes. Um, I just had a patient with that the other day. His blood sugar was fine the year before, and he got it checked this year, and his hemoglobin A1C was 11.5. Wow, that's awesome. And last the year it was like 6.0, and he lost 35 pounds for no reason, and he thought, hey, this is great, I'm losing weight. But no, it's not good. It's because your body's not absorbing the glucose, it's just spilling out. So rapid weight, weight loss could be a sign of diabetes. Um, and let's see, another one. One more symptom, because I can't wait to get to the relationship health. <laughs> well, this is a, a symptom of women um, if you have a lot of trouble losing weight um, and you have irregular periods. There is a chance you could have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which mm. affects 10% of all women, and most women who have it don't know they have it. See, I think the challenge is that, JG, tell me if you would agree. I'm not a woman, so I don't have that challenge. <laughs> you don't have irregular periods. Well, Thank goodness. Maybe you do. I I'm heard you might. A lot. Yeah, anyways. Here's what's interesting. A lot of the symptoms, audience, you can laugh. We're, we're, this is a live audience. You're allowed. There you go. What's interesting is that these symptoms that both you and Michael talk about really could be attributable to absolutely just chalk it up to stress. I'm stressed. I don't eat. I'm losing weight. I'm stressed. I eat. I gain weight. I'm not sleeping well because I'm stressed. Like, stress is this big, fat excuse that we can all throw things at. And everybody who's listening in the car tonight, in their home tonight, in the theater tonight, think about things that you make excuses for, specifically things about your health that you may be making excuses for that you need to think about. Don't blame everything on stress. That's yeah. not, that is not, we have to get to the root. That's what. The root. The root. The why. The root is on fire. I thought you were going to say that. No. Okay. We're on CBS News Radio. I know nobody knows not that FM. song. Right. <laughs> not so on So let's M. get back yes. to the relationship. So relationship health. So we know the symptoms. Somebody, your, your partner slams the door in your face. Probably an indication you don't have, there's a problem. Flips the bird. You know, says derogatory things. Always okay. negative, okay. grumpy. See, hey, I could give this speech because I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you talk sorry. <laughs> you always talk about yourself. Ooh. On that note, I think I'll just be quiet. I think that's your mom clapping. Usually it was because it's truth. 
Anyway, so what are some of the yes. symptoms? My turn. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> the expert. Yes, Deborah Roberts, author of the Relationship Protocol. Hi, everybody. So, hi. hi. So, the way that I'm going to approach this is a little bit differently than than my two panelists here. The relationship piece is either subtle or obvious. The obvious is what you're talking about. When you're in a relationship and doors are getting slammed or there's a lot of arguing or people are rude to each other, perhaps there's nastiness, there's a desire to win the fight, not a good thing. Um, (laughs) You know, when the focus is on me and I want to win and you're not going to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you more than you hurt me. When that's the energy, that's not. That's more obvious, I think, yeah. for most of us, right? That we know so, something's wrong. It doesn't feel good. Even yeah. if in the moment it feels good, you're still somewhat out of control. It's not an appropriate, it's more of an irrational way of thinking, not a healthy way of thinking. Mm-hmm. More subtle problems in relationships are when the communication is lacking, And that could be because someone has limited or poor communication skills. It can also be because they're not sure what to say, how to say something. I may choose to not share something with my partner because I'm afraid of hurting their feelings. I may not say something because I have a a fear that it's going to lead to a fight or a confrontation. I don't know how to bring up a controversial topic, so I keep it in. Now, maybe not a big deal all the time. We don't have to share every thought that we have. But when it's important to us, if we don't, that builds up and it can build up inside of us and it can really turn into something that can affect the relationship in a negative way. Another thing that um, people don't really think can be a problem is bickering. And I say that because we all bicker. Everybody bickers in their relationships. But imagine if that's a cycle, that that's all you do, that nothing ever gets resolved. You go back and forth and, you know, it's a one-upmanship Mm. Or it's the type of relationship where um, you just never feel satisfied. You never feel heard. Interesting. That weighs on a relationship because the focus, again, is people forget there's two people in the interaction. It's not just about me or you. Yeah. Did you hear that, JJ? <laughs> it's not all about me. <laughs> I you know, every show here. is about you. It's your therapy. So hold that thought a this second, Deborah. therapy. So um, we have, just so our listeners who are driving, nothing for you to do now, but... Each one of our experts, Dr. Michael, I call you different things every time, Martha and Deborah, for the listeners and for even those in the audience will have gifts, but those will be coming up with more details about that. What I'd like to say is disorders. There are sleep disorders. There are nutritional disorders, right? Eating disorders of all kinds. Yeah. And I believe there are disorders within relationships. There's like gaslighting. Like what? Dysfunction. Like dysfunction, JG. Yes. So (laughs) coming up next, our experts are bringing wisdoms. I hope you're all prepared. For those of you that you love that actually may be suffering with some type of a disorder, it could be a sleep disorder, a nutritional eating disorder, or a dysfunctional relationship. Sound good? So only on gut wisdom do people hear this. Stay tuned. Yes. Wee wee. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. Hey, everyone. Health problems and disorders are on the rise with so much conflicting information that's out there. 
I'm John Gassman, but people just call me JG, along with your host, Deirdre Koppelman. Say hi, Greetings. Dee. Hey. Greetings, Earthling. Yes. And if you're just turning in, tuning in to the fir- for the first time to our show, this is Gut Wisdom. And Deirdre and I are live here at WCBS in the Adorama Theater. Can we live. hear some noise? <laughs> and by the way, if anybody wants to be on the show and you're listening, later on when you pull over, just send an email to Deirdre at dk at gutwisdom.com, and you never know. That's G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M dot yes. com. Right. So we are here in studio with three experts, Dr. Michael Gelb from the Gelb Center. Greetings. Greetings, Earthlings, yes. We have the Relationship Protocol author herself, Deborah Roberts. Hello there. Howdy doody. And we have Martha McKittrick, who is a world-renowned nutritional, nutritional expert. Hello. Hey there. So let's get back to the topic of the night, the night, health and wellness. Health and wellness. We're bringing you wisdoms. We have yes. a live audience. We have experts. Yes. And we are excited. So what we I'm did, nervous, actually. Are you really? Yeah, I'm a little tongue-tied tonight. Have you noticed? I haven't gotten enough sleep, I think it is, and I haven't been eating right. You know? You need to get that this. checked out with the experts that yes. we have here, JJ. Afterwards, we can have a private session. So, listeners, in your cars and at home, we have some questions from our live audience here tonight for our yes. experts. So, we're actually going to take a little deviation from the questions we yes. maybe would have asked because we'd like to keep our listeners here just as happy as the ones at home. So, what's the first question, JG? Well, Mel Gassman, who happens to be my dad, asked yes. a great question. Yes, he did. He asked the question about having an overactive mind. You know, wh- what's the impact of that? What does it mean? Any thoughts, comments? Dr. Michael Gelb will start with. I'll give it, I'll give it a go. When you wake up, the first part is that you woke up. Hmm. So sometimes you say, I woke up, i got to go to the bathroom. But the problem is really that ideally you want to sleep through the night. Yes. And there's a lot you can do if you have an overactive mind. But ideally, so the question is, why do you wake up? And so we look a lot at breathing-related. We look at the airway. We look at why do you wake up. And so if you're gasping for air, if your airway is closing, if your nasal airway is too small or your other airway behind your tongue is too small, you may wake up because you're not getting deep sleep. Mm. Your sleep is being disturbed. Yeah. Or you're not getting enough oxygen. And so your brain says, hey, you better wake up because you're going to do better awake than you are if you're sleeping and everything's collapsed into the back of your throat. So if you wake up and you can't can't go back to sleep, that's why we work with cognitive behavioral therapists. Yes. They limit your time in bed, and there's other techniques that you can do. But basically, that's why we get into things like deep breathing. So health is... Wellness is a multi-disciplinary right, area. Absolutely. So you, there's other techniques you can do. You get out of bed, and these are, these are all involved in what we call sleep hygiene. Mm, sleep and hygiene. Sleep hygiene Never heard that before. is what you would go to a sleep expert for, and they're great. Uh, we've talked about Wild Cornell uh, before. There are sleep centers all over the country yes. at medical centers. I happen to, to, to do work with breathing-related sleep disorders. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't it. know if that answers Mel's question, but we have to work on your hygiene, apparently. <laughs> and we'll have to get Meg Gassman to do that. Here's a, another question, and is it fact or fiction that hitting the snooze button makes you more tired? This listener often hits the snooze button five to eight times every day. How did you know that it was me? Well, that's a problem unto itself, isn't it? That's the problem. So you're not waking up refreshed. 
And if you go back into mid-cycle, so when you take a nap, they say you should take a 20-minute nap. You don't want to get too deep in because then you get right into the middle of a deep sleep and then you can't get up and then you really feel lousy. Right. So you'd like to time it that you're coming up right after your, one of your cycles, let's say a REM sleep cycle, and that would be ideal. Okay. Here's a relationship. Thank you, Michael. Relationship question. Any signs that the amount of times you compromise has gone beyond healthy giving and is now stopping you from being true to yourself? Mm. I think that has to do with self-awareness and who you, how you feel in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a, a number that I could give someone. I'm not sure if that's what the specific question was. I think it's more of recognizing that we all need to be our own compass for how we feel in our relationship. If you feel like you're compromising more than the other person, sometimes that's okay. But if it feels that you're um, relinquishing something or losing a piece of yourself or it doesn't feel authentic, that you're just doing it for the sake of compromise and it's not authentic to you, that needs to be discussed. How important, here's a question from a listener, how important is it to have, for lack of a better word, date night? Remember, before we were all married, we dated. Mm -hmm. And then people get married and they have kids and sometimes they lead separate lives, they get busy. Or for partners that are in business to have time together, how critical is that to the relationship? Well, I I think it's often difficult to achieve because everybody is so busy these days. But if you can allot some time to spend quality time together where you're away from all the stressors and just enjoy each other. Sometimes you can have date night in your own home. You don't have to go someplace. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Mm. But it really can. You can go for a walk and spend time together. It's really about quality time. Great if you can do date night. But if you can't, try to schedule time where you can spend time together and enjoy each other's company. And don't talk about problems or anything that's going to be a hot-button topic. Really try to keep it clean and or fun something to do wisdom. together that you enjoy great yeah. wisdom and one for martha and this would if you can answer this and it's true and and real <laughs> i will do this Uh-oh. oh but the answer cannot be caffeine okay okay here's the question for or smoking for steady energy all day what kind of lifestyle and what kind of nutrition do you recommend or not I actually get asked this question a lot. Um, I think the first thing is you have to have good sleep because if you aren't sleeping well, nothing's going to help. So let's say that you you make a point to make sleep a priority. Um, I would say to eat at regular intervals. I have a lot of Mm. patients who they get caught up in their schedule. They're so busy. They might skip lunch. Um, and then they get over hungry and then they'll grab a jumbo muffin or something with a lot of carbs or sugar and that's causing their blood sugar to spike up. You make a ton of insulin and you crash and then you crave more sugar. Then you hit the vending machine. Then you have a cup of coffee. And how long can you have that kind of a lifestyle? I'm interrupting with my own question before you start to have big problems. Well, I mean, the short-term problem is going to be you're going to have poor energy levels and you're right. going to be moody and you can't function optimally at work. You can't, yeah. you, you're not thinking clearly. So that's short-term and it's annoying. But long-term, you can set yourself up for definitely some more chronic diseases, heart disease, diabetes. You'll definitely gain weight. So long-term, there's definitely problems. 
Um, so basically, I would say there has to be some planning involved. You know, make sure you're having a healthy lunch. Have breakfast. Try and have some protein, um, maybe some fat and some healthy carbs. And then a couple hours later, you would have lunch, the same kind of thing. You definitely want to have some protein. Um, plan a healthy afternoon snack. I'm a big fan of, like, nuts or fruit. Um, and then you'll have your healthy dinner. But it's not going too long without eating and not overcompensating with caffeine Keep hydrated. About 70% of our muscles and brain is made out of water. And if you're not drinking enough water during the day, that can definitely lead to low energy levels or headache. And is it also, hold on, and is it also true that caffeine is dehydrating? You You were going to say that. I was going to say that. Sure, sure, sure. We used to say that. We used to say that. But newer research has shown is is if if you're used to drinking caffeine, if you're a habitual caffeine drinker, it's not dehydrating. If you're not a real caffeine drinker, it will be dehydrating. Ah, um, but, this is this is great news. But that being said, I'm not a huge fan of drinking tons of coffee, especially for going back to sleep. Right. Um, because you know you, you want it. And Dr. Gelbel say more about this than I would. But you want to definitely start tapering your caffeine down no later than two o'clock. It can stay in your body for eight hours or so. And that could be keeping you up at night. So you you, you want to do more water, d- small amounts of caffeine. You know, have a little bit in the morning. If you want a second cup, a small cup around lunchtime. But you don't want to be drinking tons of coffee all day long. Someone asked about the nutritional value of green tea versus other teas. Green tea, green tea has the most amount of antioxidants in it. There's probably been the most studies done also on green tea. But all tea has antioxidants. Um, very good for heart health, anti-cancer. Yeah. Um, some studies have suggested it might help with weight loss. Um, I think it's mainly green tea that they've talked about, a, a, you know, a small amount with weight loss. But tea is an excellent beverage to have. Yeah, we come into so many companies and see a lot of dysfunction. And a lot of it has to do with sometimes just simple life lessons of eating right, exercise, not getting enough sleep, overworked, relationship issues with either coworkers or maybe a manager or a boss. This is common not just, you know, in 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 work, but in life in general. Well, I think you most know, people are think, walking around tired. There's yeah. no and I'm not yeah. sure if it's because they're not sleeping well, they're not eating well, or they have problems at home or a combination. So can of I offer a recommendation? When you take the red eye back from California, go home, go to sleep. Don't come to work. <laughs> Thank you, JJ, for your permission. Oh, you're I welcome. So appreciate that. <laughs> Here's a question, Dr. Gelb. How effective is testing your pulse in the morning Ooh. as a measure of good sleep? We look at the pulse rate at night, actually, while you're sleeping, and the pulse rate can go up as high as 120, mm. 130. Because the heart has to pump that hard when you're not breathing, the oxygen still needs to get to your brain and to your heart. Sometimes this sympathetic overload can carry through to the morning, and a lot of people will wake up and their pulse rate will be elevated. Yeah. But I don't know how helpful that really is. Okay. Do you want to do one more question? Yeah. Someone asked a great question. I fall asleep quickly every single night, but I wake up after about three hours. Why does this happen? Insomnia is either difficulty going to sleep Mm -hmm. or maintaining sleep. This person has a problem maintaining sleep. Right. Mm. And it's usually three hours. They're waking up. They might be craving something. They think they have to go to the bathroom. 
it's a, a good sign, another symptom, symptom there of we go. a sleep problem. Mm-hmm. Should, not normal. So mm-hmm. what I know uh, before we take a break, all three of our experts have uh, a gift Yes. For listeners in their cars. For the listeners that are here, we'll be pulling your names out of a bowl. Hopefully you put your information in there. So quickly, Dr. Galb, for listeners who are listening right now, it's Saturday night. What are you giving to the first, how many? I think we're giving free books away. Free books. If you email me, if you email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. You will get a free copy of Dr. Gelb's book, Gasp, which is Airway Health, The Hidden yes. Path to Wellness. Yes. Love and it. our nutritionist, Martha, what are you giving away to listeners right now? I'm giving away an hour nutrition consultation with wow. me. And you will get an individually tailored nutrition plan. I'm in. You don't count. It, they'll be tailored to you and help you meet your goals, whatever you're looking for. Okay, that's a free consultation with a nutritionist. Listeners, dk at gutwisdom.com. Email me. So far, you've got Dr. Gelb's book, an opportunity for. You have an opportunity to meet with Martha McKittrick, renowned nutritionist. And, and Deborah Roberts, our relationship protocol. What do you have for listeners? The same as Dr. Gelb, we're giving away the relationship protocol book. There you go. How many? However many you want me to give away. Oh, give wow. Away. Okay, so. And I just want to tell all of No limit. That's amazing. This is an amazing book. It's over 300 pages of chock full of great wisdoms. Single, simple, practical, doable, implementable suggestions. There you go. So thank, thank you, you to our experts for that. So as the listeners who are, again, it's Saturday night, you're in your car, do not email me while you're driving dk at gutwisdom.com, and you have an opportunity for Dr. Gelb's book. You have an opportunity to meet and have a consultation with Martha McKittrick, nutritionist, and everybody gets a copy of Deborah Roberts. Ah, there you go. No, let's see how many people email. You never know. It could blow up. And when we come back, I do want to get back to some other disorders, the sleep disorders, dysfunctional relationships, eating disorders. I just learned of somebody very close to me. Uh, who has an eating disorder and thought it was just because she was eating healthy and she was trying to be healthy. And I think that's a huge issue, um, not just with older women who are trying to look young. I think it's the population of, of younger women who we're all trying to be healthy, and that's great, but how much is too much? Yeah, that's a great question. Right? When we come back, let's talk about that one. When we come back, only on Gut Wisdom and only on WCBS News Radio 880. Stay tuned. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com, and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. So if you find it challenging to be your absolute best, and who doesn't? And we want to be, don't we? I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your favorite co-host, John Gasman. High five. AKA JG. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. And if you're just tuning in, JG and I are joined here with Dr. Michael Gelb, Deborah Roberts, and Martha McKittrick. These are health and wellness experts in sleep, relationships, and nutrition. And of course, we know they all go together. So we have a lot of questions. We're here live at the Adorama Theater. We have a live audience. Welcome. 
Gut wisdom is all about bringing wisdoms, and I did want to get into disorders, eating disorders, sleep disorders, and of course, relationship disorders. And mm. I'm just going to throw it out to the panel, um, Dr. Gelb, tell us, sleep apnea, is that the most common sleep disorder? That's the name that's given, but there are sleep disorders that have to do with very thin women that have resisted breathing. It starts with mouth breathing as kids. So mouth breathing is serious. So if a kid is a mouth breather, they're probably not going to get the adequate development of their brain. Their prefrontal cortex have a higher percentage of ADD. That's just mouth breathing. So you don't have to have sleep apnea to have real honest-to-God symptoms and effects from it. Right. So snoring can lead to heart disease. So uh, is snoring considered a sleep disorder? It is if it interferes with the quality of the sleep. There you go. And the rest that the brain gets. Got it. Absolutely. So it's a symptom. So for all of, so for our listeners, I know I'm a snorer, and uh, I never thought that I was... I had sleep. I thought I slept like a baby. I told you this before. Right, you're in denial. So, and I, I fill out that questionnaire. <laughs> yes, men are in denial. Yes, we know that one. Yeah. And then Typical. my spouse filled it out, and it was like, wait a minute, they they don't they, they don't, don't jive. They don't, yeah, they don't jive. What about eating disorders? Well, the, the main eating disorders are anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. And those are actually diagnosed by a psychiatrist. They're diagnosed by certain criteria. It's kind of a narrow criteria. So is, is it possible that there's a new disorder and it's the, it's the healthy disorder? Yes. I am a vegetarian. I am organic. Vegan, I go to the gluten-free, gym. Kosher. Gluten-free, blah, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> it, to me, it doesn't sound healthy. It almost sound, To me, any extreme is maybe a You're little depriving. bit off. It, like diet. And I You're see this. I, I, see, I see it. Those I would call disordered eating. It's not an eating disorder as mm, diagnosed no. by the DSM, the psychiatric diagnosis. So, but there are definitely disordered eating, and what you just described is definitely disordered eating. And it becomes a problem when it interferes with the quality of someone's life. It might be annoying if you're out with your friends and they say, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want gluten, and I don't want, I don't want dairy, and I don't want this." Is it actually interfering with their life? Maybe not. But when it becomes, it's it's actually called ortho. Or, or, I'm saying it wrong. Um, orthorexia. It's it's an obsession with healthy eating. It's where you take it to a new level. And it like hinders your social life. You don't want to go out because you can't get the certain foods. Interesting. You become obsessed with what you eat, and that's kind of all you think about. That's when it becomes a problem. So think about the parents who have young children, right? And now everything is organic, and everything has sprouts, and everything is whole wheat. If not, <laughs> maybe whole wheat one day won't be good anymore. Seven think grain. about the impressions. You know, no sugar, no this, no this, no this, no this. You could probably cause some kind of what do you call it? Ortho orthorexia. 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 I'm gonna look that up. And then you go on Instagram and you know, you see hashtag clean oh, eating yeah. and you see these these women with their filters who look like they weigh a hundred pounds and 
They you know, do weigh a hundred pounds. They do weigh a hundred pounds, but it's almost like people become afraid to to eat a piece of bread or to have a yogurt because there's dairy in it, and that's fine. I mean, if you want to avoid dairy, if you want to avoid gluten, that's totally fine. But when it becomes extreme and there's just this fear of eating, and you become so obsessed with it, it just takes everything over. That's kind of my concern. So I have a question because there are a lot of diets that I would call. You know, the D in diet, I always said, stands for deprivation. Mm -hmm. And if you look at a lot of these diets, I'm not going to name any in particular, but you can't eat bread. Uh, you can't eat meat. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. That's what I hear. Versus there are others where, no, it's about having a right balance. You can eat anything you want, but in moderation, a certain amount. You're, you know, I remember being taught... Uh, you have a plate of food, and there should be X amount of green on it and colors and a certain amount of protein. So uh, is there something like that? You know where what? I mean, it really comes down to the individual person. And, and I grew up practicing years ago. I'm showing my age when we, we pushed the food pyramid. You know, oh, sure. And looking at it now, it's just crazy because we were telling you to have seven to like 14 servings of grains. And yeah, right. We didn't talk about the quality of grains. We're just like pushing grains on people. And the fat was on the top of the pyramid. Fat is bad. Don't eat fat. Yeah. And I remember early in my career, I'm telling people, you know, buy fat-free salad dressing and get this fat-free margarine and all this like crap. Yep. Um, and it's changed. And now I tell people to eat fat, like have avocados, yeah. have nuts, have nut butters. You know, let's not be fat phobic. Now it, it's really more about getting in the nutrients and more natural foods sure. and having lots of vegetables and fruit and whole grains yeah. and less processed food. Yeah. So, but the more, you know, the more individual, you know, so should you do gluten-free, should you do paleo, whatever, I'm fine with whatever people choose. The thing is, it has to be healthy and it has to be something you can stick to. That's the main thing. It has right. to be realistic and fit in with your lifestyle. Okay. Now we're going to go about relationships, right? What do you think, Deborah? Well, I think... Um, What's a big relationship disorder, dysfunction, the biggest that you've seen? That I think you know? the biggest is when there's abuse. Sure. When people... Physical abuse or... I see more emotional, emotional abuse. I don't really see too much, thank goodness, physical mm -hmm. abuse, I mean, mm -hmm. which is all of it is unacceptable. When people are feeling disrespected or treated improperly, um, that's just unacceptable. When you talk about disorders, there are psychiatric disorders that are um, difficult to be... It's difficult to be in a relationship with someone who has a true narcissistic personality disorder or has a true borderline personality disorder because that is going to be knocking at the door of the relationship all the time. Their needs are more difficult. So, so it's more difficult to communicate with people. It's Some people have a fear of intimacy in a very real way, in a very mm. rich way. So they will sabotage a relationship or they just will keep backing off with avoidance. There's just all sorts of areas that are, they're more extreme. When you're talking about dysfunction, most, I mean, I see a lot of uh, variety of relationships. And I think that even some that I've worked with over the years that they describe themselves as the most damaged or they're ready to get divorced. I think they're at the, you know, the, the worst case scenario. And the truth is a lot of what happens in relationships has to do with how we make the other person feel and what's going on between the two people. And sometimes when you really get down to the nuts and bolts of it, it's not 
as disordered or as dysfunctional as people thought it was when you break it down and you teach people how to be better partners, how to relate differently. Because the key is how we speak to each other, not what we're saying. Mm. So emotional intelligence is one of those things. Yes. Uh, EQ, uh, someone from the audience mentioned, how do you make someone aware right. of emotional intelligence if they're not? I think it comes from if you have a good relationship with that person. Let's start it at the, the bottom line. The core. The core. If you trust each other. If they trust you and they give you the benefit of the doubt and they trust your intentions, that when you're communicating with them and you're saying, you know, listen, what you're doing really hurts my feelings or you seem to really not be aware of what's going on in this relationship, whatever you're saying to them, again, how you say it to them matters. And if they trust you and they're willing to be open to feedback, then you have an opportunity. If they're willing to be open to feedback. If people are not willing to, to hear you, then you can change. You can change how you speak to them. You can change how you respond to them. It takes two people to have an argument. Mm-hmm. So if if they're very argumentative, don't engage. And you can always ask the question. And actually, as business partners, Jonathan and I have some arguments at times. Never. And I question no. if he has emotional intelligence. And, I, and I will ask him, are you interested in what I have to say? That's right. And what do I always say? Of course. No, you don't always say that. But I know that when you do say that, that means the person is open to listening. That's they, right. You have and to give makes, somebody the opportunity. The exactly. You have to give somebody the opportunity to say, you know what? No, I'm not opening. I'm not open to listening right now. Or I'm not open to listening right now. Exactly. You know, or exactly. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt that what you're telling me is really positive and helpful feedback, but I don't, I, I can't hear it right now. Or I'm not feeling very trusting right now. Well, yeah. one of the best things I ever heard a coach say was, if you're going to give somebody. I don't want to use the word criticism, but redirective feedback. Why don't you say to them something along the lines of like, you know, Deborah, can I offer you some unsolicited advice mm-hmm. or some unsolicited feedback? I've heard and that. It, and it, yes, you have uh, well, from somebody in Atlanta. And it, it, it sort of deflates That's right. the way it's asked. It deflates well, so what the you do- confrontation to being more carefrontation. That's okay. Right. So let's do a rapid fire wisdom. Ready? <laughs> Knowing what you each know now with respect to your areas of health and wellness, obviously, what's one thing, one thing that each of us listening to this show can do to make an improvement in our health and wellness? As soon as the show is over, what's one thing that we can do? Michael, Dr. Michael Gelb. Here it is. Start earlier. Mickey Manaline. You know, if mm. I knew I was going to live this long, would it? Start t- start taking good care of yourself in your 20s, in your 30s. Don't wait until you have the problem. Prevent the problem. Prevent the problem. Good wisdom. Deborah, our relationship expert. What's one thing we can do? We're walking out of here from the live audience, CBS Adorama Theater. Welcome. Yeah. I just want to make sure everybody's still awake. One thing we can all do the minute we walk out. Okay, I'm going to give you a little bit more than one, but quick. Kindness. Bring kindness into your relationship and bring commitment, meaning that your behavior indicates to the other person that you're all in. When someone really matters to you, they should know that they matter to you. They should know that you're commitment, that you're committed. If your behavior, if you throw divorce out there, or if you have one foot out the door, or if you continue to sabotage or not communicate, that's a problem that makes them not feel safe. Thank you. And our nutritionist. Gosh, you must have so many wisdoms. One wisdom, we all walk out. What are we doing? If I'm only allowed to pick one, 
I would say eat more vegetables. You heard it from your grandmother. The most, <laughs> the most commonly consumed vegetables are potatoes and tomatoes in the form of French fries, potato chips, and <laughs> tomato sauce on pizza. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your leafy greens, your orange vegetables. It helps decrease risk of heart disease, improves gut health, uh, helps with weight management. So get gut your health. Veggies That's in. like gut wisdom. Oh, gut health. Yes. Okay, so listeners, we if you if you just tuned in, there are gifts from uh, there are opportunities for gifts from Dr. Gelb, the sleep expert that we love and adore. From Deborah Roberts, who wrote the relationship protocol, and from Martha McKittrick, a free consultation. So email me, not while you're driving, at dkgutwisdom.com. Happy to send you and put you in that uh, in that pool, yeah. JG. Well, I want to thank all of our uh, all the members of our live audience this evening, the listeners. You can look at every them. single week. I don't want to look because they're going to yell at me uh, because I beat you up all the time. We want to thank our panel of experts. I mean, Dr. Michael Gelb, you're, you're a rock star. been here so many times. Deborah Roberts, awesome. Martha McKittrick, again, phenomenal. Eat those green veggies. Love that one. <laughs> and if you missed the beginning of tonight's show, you can download this show and previously aired shows by going to our website at gutwisdom.com or you'll find us on iTunes and play.it. And we also want to thank our partners at WCBS News Radio. Oh, yeah, Radio. special. Eight, eight. And JG, thank you. It's our oh, dear, just it's been a whole you. year. It's been a year together. <laughs> Are we going to continue with me as your co-host? Um, you're, the, you're, the, you're the co-host. So until co-host. we're back next week, have an amazing week. Live audience, thank you for being here. <laughs> Got Wisdom. It's radio that resonates on WCBS News Radio 880. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880, sponsored by the Gelb Center. Don't lose another night's sleep. Visit the sleep and wellness experts at gelbcenter.com. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.